Welcome back, 97.5, 1280, The Zone of the Zone Sports Network. Hey, if you're buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to five grand back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. We were talking a minute ago about uh, changes that may have to be made on a coaching staff. Yeah, Kalani, a lot of friends, a lot of good people that he knows, uh, a program with good people that have helped him build to this point. Winning at the next level is a tougher deal and tough decisions for him to be made uh, during this offseason. Will Snowden's going to join us coming up here in just moments. Don't forget, at 11.05, you won't want to miss it. Brian Jones, CBS Sports here. What he has to say about the Utes, their chances here with the college football playoff rankings coming out, uh, whether or not he feels like the Pac-12 tw- uh, teams that are ahead of the big 12 one loss team if that will hold uh for the rest of what takes place uh during this college football season it's a great time uh here in november right now joining us on the sprint special guest line it is our good friend will snowden who joins us each and every single week don't forget uh the sprint is the network built for unlimited with great deals on great devices every day visit the local sprint store near you will what's up man how you doing What's going on, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Um, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Do you feel the last couple of weeks is the true representation of what this BYU team should really be with the way they operate, if they're operating um, you know, uh, at their optimal level, and what do you think has been the biggest change in these last two weeks? Well, uh, yeah, I, I do think BYU should. This is This is kind of who we are, and um, can be an exciting offensive group and, um, you know, a, a tough, physical, gritty defense and um, kind of take the, the role of the coach uh, with Kalani. They had some fun out there and playing humble football. But, you know, really, uh, I'm excited about what I've seen the last few weeks. Now, I didn't. So um, I, I still see pitfalls. Um, I think what's happened is you kind of, you know, you go through these first four games, which are a juggernaut for anyone. Um, you get beat up. You have some ups and downs, um, emotional highs, emotional lows. And, and so as a fan base, we have to realize, you know, wow, it just takes so much preparation week in and week out to make sure you don't get beat. Um, by a South Florida or Toledo who have good athletes, and especially when you've just been beat up for four weeks in really tough physical P5 games, having those games back to back to back to back beats up any team, and it can send you on a little bit of a skid for a while, and that's what that's what we were able to see, that we got beat up a little bit those first four games. Even the ones we won, they're just really physical, exhausting games to go and win. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, they had, and, and then you jump in. Yeah, go ahead. And then you jump into Toledo, you jump into Florida, South Florida, which are capable football teams. I know we all want to pretend like it's just like, you know, you're playing guys who can't catch, can't throw, and can't run, and can't tackle. That's not the reality. They can play football, and now you've been beat up for four weeks, and it starts affecting you. And I talked a little bit about this yesterday. Um, Utah State scheduled uh, uh, LSU, kind of that mid that midseason game, and they took a real beating, not only physically, but also emotionally. And it's affected their team um, moving forward for the rest of the season, as we can all see. I saw the extension of P.J. Fleck there in Minnesota, and I'm looking at it, you know, seven years, and it really jumped out at people like, really, is that that the way you're going to go about that? But my thought was, hey, 
Here's a guy that's facing all core, all kinds of disadvantages there in a tough conference. Not division, but tough conference. Um, he's yep. getting the most out of what that team is made of. He has been able to show that he can get them playing at a premier level, uh, even if it's not uh, you know, beating Ohio State level. Um, but I think he's going to make that sustainable, and I think he's been able to show that. Do you think, with the young players contributing, the adjustments Kalani's made, the key wins they've been able to get this year, that he can make it sustainable for BYU to be among the top of the non-Power 5 conference teams and also make it a long-term extension that should be envisioned by the BYU administration? Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, this needs to be done. It should have already been done. Um, BYU is not the the uh, the average school to just hire a coach. And we, we, we don't have the ability. I, I just don't see BYU as the type of organization that can be like every other college football program that's just, you know, it doesn't work out. The coaches fire them real quick and, you know, go get the next hot name out there because we have so many restrictions on even who can be the head coach. So um, I think it needs to be locked up. Kalani has really proven that he can win the big games, and, and he's won big games this year. Mm-hmm. Utah State's a big win for for them. Boise State's a big win for them. USC's a huge win. Tennessee is a huge win. And, and, and then also, guys, we really haven't been just embarrassed. I mean, in, in, in the games that BYU have lost to better opponents, I mean, we've got to be realistic. Washington was a lot better. They're a lot better than we are athletically at every level right now. Really, a really great coaching staff, great, you know, first round draft picks all over the place. So, and they still didn't just embarrass us like it was, you know, 63 to 0. They beat us up pretty good and, and did what they should do. So Kalani is, uh, he deserves the extension. And we can, and I, I don't know, I understand the, the concerns that Tom is having. And I think that really one of the concerns Tom is having is trying to identify how long he does extend him because he knows the pressures that come from the fan base when he knows the schedules that he's scheduled, mm-hmm. right? Next year we've got a very tough schedule. 2022 is a very tough schedule. They might go. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. So what? So I think one of the concerns is why the extension hasn't really been thrown out is because you know is everyone to be is it going to be hashtag fire Kalanta? They're not able to run the table and you know go win ten games next year. And once again, Kalani's team is really young still. He, he, you know, you're still. I'm having a connection issue. We'll we'll get to Will Snowden here in just one second. We'll try to see if we can reconnect. All right, uh, Will, do you have us? Sorry, man, you're breaking in and out. Sorry, yeah, I'm here. Can you? Yeah, yeah, still breaking in and out on that. We'll see if we can get a better connection there uh, with Will here in just a moment. But but to Will's point, I, I don't think, it, and not that this is what Will's saying. I'm saying I don't think that BYU should be hesitant to give him an extension because next year's schedule so daunting. Give him the extension because you believe he can get the most out of your program. I mean, you're playing a game with six teams on the schedule that have four times as much of the financial resources and many of the other resources that you're dealing with. BYU could go seven and five next year and have a uh, uh, actually pretty quality year. Now, nobody would believe that because seven and five doesn't have the optics that you want to see. But when you talk about going up against that level of competition and not having the same resources, uh, th- that I think is a different thing. So, Will, one thing I was saying to kind of add on to, to your point. 
I think they could go seven and five next year and have a quality year if it comes to player development, coaching the right way, and just losing to teams that have more resources, assets, and talent than what you're going up with. Yeah, I, I agree. And so, but but you guys, you, you know, any given Saturday, this, this business is fickle. It's crazy, and it comes down to a lot of things that come into play: injuries, injuries to key players, injuries. I mean, there's there's so much that goes into winning consistently and having those special seasons. Kalani has the ability to do that. He's building depth. He's building a culture of of, of fighting. Um, so so right now, you can't when you hear about building a culture of winning. Brigham Young University, we have a culture of winning there, but there's been changes over the years, and then you start getting new new players, new blood, and now these guys have to write their own legacy, right? Um, so, so many of us, you know, BYU fans, we're still living in that 1984 and, you know, the national title in 96 and all of these years, but things have changed so much with the organization since those times. Now we have to learn how to win again. We were in a conference at that time. We have to learn how to actually go and win. And that starts with really learning how to finish games, how to compete for 60 minutes every time you step out on the field on Saturday. And what I'm seeing from Kalani is they're starting to get there. Obviously they made some switches on defensive, some defensive uh, schemes and how much Kalani is going to be involved. Obviously they made some uh, – changes with the offensive scheme with how much what Grimes role really will be what coach Roderick's role really will be and obviously it's been set on fire the last two weeks with two really big wins um, so Kalani has shown he's, he can deal with adversity make changes that need to be made now they need to sign him up and let him continue to build on the legacy he's already started and build this program back to a level of we know how to win we know how to win consistently, and we're, it's asking a lot in this era of the independence era. To, to It's hard to learn how to win consistently. Week in, week out, playing the big boys and winning every week. He needs time to build that, 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 um, to build that culture. All right. If we were hitting a fast-forward button and getting ready for the start of camp next year, have you seen enough out of Hall and Romney to make this a competition at starting quarterback? No. Okay. Is it more about yeah, I mean, what you haven't seen from them, or you still believe that the ceiling is higher with uh, uh, Zach Wilson? Um, listen, I, I love both Romney and, and, and I love Jaron Hall. I mean, they're special quarterbacks, but at the end of the day, I, I do trust Coach Roderick and, and, the, and the coaching staff that there's something that Zach has that they just – that's just a little bit above where they are. Um, there's going to be a competition, and I guess I shouldn't have said no so aggressively. Not that they they are very, very formable quarterbacks that BYU could really go with any of them and, and win. Obviously, looking at Jaron on Saturday, he looked as good as I've seen a quarterback look as far as the way that he was moving around, his decision-making, um, the ball coming out on time, and he's just a dime dropper. The kid is special, um, but still, Zach Wilson is a very special player as well. He has the ability to beat you with his legs. He has the ability to beat with you with his arm, and he really does have the locker room. But I will tell you this. Um, I don't think there's going to be a big race for the starting position. Um, it's, obviously, they've, they've, they've definitely the gap is not as wide as it was. Um, but I think that what you really want to do is you don't want to make too big of wholesale changes, um, you know, jerk net, you know, just something crazy because of uh, 
few things. You stick with what your game plan has been. Their game plan has been Zach Wilson. And I just don't see a big quarterback controversy coming uh, because of what Zach has done. But I do know that Zach knows that if he if he's not getting it done, if he's not really preparing, there's someone right behind him who can take those reins. But I don't see a big quarterback controversy. I think Zach has done enough to, to be the guy. But I did want to make a point that is so respectful of the offensive staff, mm-hmm. the defensive staff, the whole entire staff. I've played on teams before when our quarterbacks went down, and it's kind of like we're all looking at each other like, oh, crap, you're going to go with this guy. The team is – this team, Kalani has done a wonderful job of uniting this team because usually they really didn't lose anything when the, co- when the quarterbacks came in. And what I mean is you can have a quarterback who has skill set and can get it done – but does, does everyone buy or buy into him and rally around him? What BYU has shown that they, the players love each other and they'll come in and rally around whoever's called upon to play. Will Snowden, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, if you're out of the playoffs right now as a young high school football athlete, what is the advice you have for a young athlete to kind of get in the vision of college coaches and make sure that they're known? Well, two things. Uh, number one, uh, we've been having – my, my time is crazy. All morning I've been on the phone uh, doing recruiting calls with coaches um, uh, at the FCS level. A lot of different 1AA schools really still searching and looking for talent. A lot of Mountain West Conference schools really still searching and looking for talent. So if you have good film, you have good grades, uh, and you're committed to playing football at the next level, I would be reaching out to schools of interest. And also, besides just the schools of interest, you have to open your, you have to broaden your horizons on opportunities. So that's not just the biggest Mountain West Conference school, which is Boise State, saying, hey, I want to play for you, look at my film. Actually get through all the Mountain West Conference. Get through all, several, you know, target 20 FCS schools. Target another 20 Division II schools and tell them you want to play. Tell them you have the grades and you have the film and you're willing to put in the work to continue playing. So that would be my uh, advice to you. They're still out there. Just there's some schools really just starting their recruiting for their 2020 um, at the at, at lower at, you know at a Division two level at NAIA level and even some FCS schools you know they you know they might only have a couple offers out at this time so uh, it's really just getting started this next three four months for me is really busy really exciting um, and I usually gain a few more gray hairs in my beard um, and I don't need any more. <laughs> Well, Will, we love having you on every week. Thanks so much for joining us. And, uh, hey, we'll look forward to uh, your work this weekend uh, with BYU coming up against Liberty. Uh, Thanks so much for a few minutes, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys.